0: Welcome, podcast listeners. We have a fantastic episode for you today. Last year, when we published The Best Investment Writing, Volume 2, we offered authors the opportunity to record an audio version of their chapter to be released as a segment of the podcast. And listeners loved it. This year, we're bringing you the entire volume of The Best Investment Writing, Volume 3, in podcast format. You'll hear from some of the most respected money managers and investment researchers all over the world. Enough from me. Let's get to our guests and let them take over this special episode. Hi, my name is Scott Bell, and I'm the founder of Gross Domestic Product Incorporated. We're a financial life planning firm serving people across the country to live the life that they value most. What we do is called financial life planning, and we believe understanding your why makes us a better guide for what and you should and could do with your money. Of course, the dollars and cents matter. Your money is here to serve you and to create a life that brings you and your family true joy and peace of mind. And that's our focus with financial life planning. You can learn more about us at gdpinc.com. That's G D P I N C.com. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy the reading. The Asset of Gratitude Gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others, Cicero. The more i learn about sustaining happiness in my own life the more i'm convinced that cicero is right here's the thing cicero didn't actually write anything that directly translates into this quotable the quote itself comes from his writings in pro planico and what most scholars now agree on is, is that while this quote is at the heart of what he said it was actually a bit more nuanced a current university of chicago translation more accurately includes an original meaning lost in many later translations, that of not merely feeling grateful, but also of showing gratitude. Real gratitude, at least according to Cicero, resides in being and appearing grateful. His timeless truth is, gratitude is infinitely more powerful as a verb. The fact is, too, almost two thousand years later, there is real science to support the benefits of Cicero's action-oriented wisdom regarding gratitude. Happiness is a state of mind. The behavioral science behind gratitude tells us it's the bedrock of maintaining the state of happiness. We also now know that gratitude can provide tangible health benefits as well. Robert Emmons, UC Davis psychologist and author of Thanks How the New Science of Gratitude Can Make You Happier, conducted research on 1,000 people from ages 8 to 80. And found that those who practice thankfulness receive a number of benefits. These benefits include physical ones, such as lower blood sugar and a stronger immune system. And Emmons goes on to highlight other benefits, like, compared to those who were not jotting down their blessings nightly, participants in the gratitude condition reported getting more hours of sleep each night, spending less time awake before falling asleep, and feeling more refreshed upon awakening. When people report feeling grateful, thankful, and appreciative, they also feel more loving, forgiving, joyful, and enthusiastic. The benefits of happiness include higher income and superior work outcomes, for example, greater productivity, higher quality of work, greater occupational attainment, larger social rewards, such as more satisfying and longer marriages, more friends, stronger social support, and richer social interactions, more activity, energy, and flow and better physical health. For example, a bolstered immune system, lowered stress levels, and less pain, and even longer life. We also now know, through more sciencing, that there are three primary factors that influence your personal happiness. Your disposition, your circumstances, and your effort. Each person is individually hardwired for a certain level of general happiness, known as the set point. 50% of your happiness is hardwired. Some people are Winnie the Pooh, some are Tigger, some are Eeyore, and we can all agree that Piglet is annoying. I kid. In any event, that's the way it goes. No matter who you are, 50% of your disposition is your disposition. Another 10% is made up of outside circumstances, money, fame, fancy car, nice house, etc. Those are usually fleeting and short lived, yet that's where many spend 100% of their time chasing the 10%. If I get X, I'll be happy. If I do or go to, I'll be happy. Your active participation, your intentional activity, and actually being grateful, that last 40%, that's the part you can control. And those who practice gratitude do regularly connect with being happier. That's where the asset of gratitude can be found, in your active participation. Everything is awesome and nobody's happy. Even though intellectually we can rationalize that gratitude and appreciation go hand in hand and pay real dividends, it's not easy to maintain. And there's a reason that's the case. Rick Hansen, PhD and author of Hardwiring Happiness explains, the human brain is wired to fixate on the negative instead of the positive. Why? because your homo sapien brain in an effort to keep you alive has been rewarded to learn more quickly from your bad experiences and remember them than your good ones. Looking out for the alligators has been a good thing. Our evolved brains are thus wired toward negativity. It's what our brain does. Basically, you're never really happy as a default, which is why we also keep pushing for more as a species or you're less happy than you'd otherwise be if you actively participated in learning your happy dance. The answer is staring you in the face. The dictionary definition of gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. So by definition, we know appreciation is a core component of gratitude. But what is appreciation? In life, appreciation is something we can express. I appreciate you, or I appreciate this awesome meal. But oftentimes, like with love and gratitude, words are not enough. In finance, appreciation refers to the growth of an asset. This asset has grown. It has appreciated in value. That appreciation does not happen by offering thoughts and prayers or occasionally saying thanks to your portfolio. Appreciating your assets requires mindful care, just like appreciating your world should too. It requires perseverance, diligence, and attention. Enduring gratitude isn't about feeling appreciation. It's about readily showing your appreciation. Deborah Price, the founder of Money Coaching Institute, explored the relationship between gratitude and appreciation, and I think she nails it. One distinction we found that is commonly shared is that gratitude is the base from which appreciation grows and flourishes, if we're paying attention. That is, we can be grateful for something in our lives without really appreciating it. We're all guilty of it. In relationships, appreciation is used to declare you value someone, I appreciate you, And those are such great words and heartfelt, I'm sure. But appreciation, like its cousins, love and gratitude, is also more powerful as a verb. Now, here's the crazy part. Google has compiled all the mentions of gratitude and appreciation. It's cataloged everything from the 1800s to date. And even though there was a lot more toil in our daily lives as a society in the 1800s, gratitude was mentioned a lot more often back then appreciation. That peaked somewhere in the 1920s. It seems those were the good old days indeed, or at least back then, people were more connected to being grateful and appreciating life. And it's kind of ironic that here in this connected era, we're more disconnected than ever from the key elements of true happiness. Now, here's the good news. You can fix this, and as they say, no man is an island. We're all in the same boat. And if those statements are true, and they are, then fixing the global deficit of gratitude and appreciation is actually quite simple. Investing in your happiness mindfully is completely within your control. You can be 90% awesome 100% of the time. And I'll take that. You can't do it alone, though. You're going to need friends. And showing appreciation is most certainly what I learned in kindergarten. Play well with others. It's as simple as that. Do those two things, and you too can plug into the grab bag of gratitude. Otherwise, it's you versus the world, and you're going to lose. Warren Buffett won't even bet against America. You think you're going to get better odds betting against humanity? So those are your two basic choices when it comes to finding lasting happiness. Invest in gratitude and play well with others, or lose the chance for real happiness and all the benefits that come with it, by being an island and chasing the 10%. Appreciate the health you have actively. Appreciate the friends you have frequently. Appreciate a stranger every damn day. If you live in America, appreciate that you can have your voice heard by exercising your freedom to be heard as an individual and by assembling with others who appreciate their right to be heard. Appreciate you can vote by voting. Appreciate you can Google anything you want and learn more daily. Appreciate your loved ones multiple times a day Appreciate our planet often pick up a piece of trash clean up a beach taking sunset photos doesn't count for much as far as the earth is concerned and Appreciate that we're all in this together and trying to figure out answers that none of us have by actively seeking the truth in everything you do if you do any of the above I'm confident the asset of gratitude and benefits in your own life will grow and compound quite nicely Cicero was right about gratitude. Hopefully we can agree about that. I know I'd appreciate it if we could.